Hello, this is Party Cowboy, and you're listening to Turbulent Radio, and I'm way fucking wasted. Jugend Radio Hello, hello It's good to be back, it's good to be back, hello You can feel it Hello You can feel the denim in your voice It's good to be back, it's good to be back in Hamburg Back in Hamburg, Turbigan uh, Radio, the Bengal, and the DJ Besto, taking you to the city of Ass, the city of Denim. And uh, on this episode of Turbigan Radio, we will be guiding you uh, through the days of the well, Turbigan Target, through the whole weekend, as we are talking to a uh, spectacular band from Norway. <laughs> the band is called Honig Varna, and they blow us like the wind. Honestly, and another guy who blew us like another wind is Chuck Maple, as we are talking about bootleg in Kutis. So glue your eyes to your rear, your friend's rear, rear end and glue, and glue your ears to the loudspeakers. Sit down, open, open up your the, pants, open your pants, and to pull back your forehead to enjoy this month's episode directly from Hamburg. True Vegan Radio, just for you. Enjoy. The Forum. That punk talk and gossip. So thank God we're in Hamburg. Thank God we get the chance to talk to Chuck Destruction of uh, True Vegan Fort Collins. Uh, Chuck, he's doing the, the True Vegan mail order for years um, now. And um, yeah, all, from time to time the topic or the problem arises about True Vegan uh, bootlegs and, and whoever does the... That's the mail order, so I would like to take the chance to, to talk to Chuck about the whole concept and idea of, uh, of the two vegan merge and why we, things are done the way they are done, actually. So, uh, Chuck, for how long have you been doing this, the whole stuff now? Uh, the mail order we've been working on for about two and a half years now, right around that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been a long haul. Uh, Two years has uh, brought a lot of wisdom to exactly how the mail order functions. Mm -hmm. So how did the whole thing start? Um, how did you get involved? How I got involved, basically, I mean, to give a brief rundown, this might as well be ancient history by this point. Um, overall, Bitscore for some time did all of the Turbo Negro merch and all the Turbo Negro affiliated stuff. And overall, Bitscore was doing a great job for quite some time. Without Bitscore and without the band, we wouldn't be where we're at as the Turbo Yugen. Uh, it kind of came into be because of the fact that there was just overall a couple little hiccups that were basically creating a, a long time for people to wait. I mean, when I ordered my first Kuta that was in, oh, I'd like to say 05, 06, and it took nine months for it to arrive. Uh, the email communication was minimal at best. It was, you know, it, it, overall there were some things lacking. And a couple years back, you know, I was checking quite regularly the old mail order page and, you know, I was in discussion quite a bit with uh, El Presidente at the time concerning just how things were working and the idea of setting up a 
more of a U.S. branch for it. And there was, you know, as soon as we, you know, as soon as I gave them a phone call and we discussed it, everything seemed to be moving forward, but then communication dropped again. And I waited for quite some time for communication to pick back up and waiting for responses and trying to basically pester him about it. And eventually, you know, I we had to take it upon ourselves to do something about it, and we did. And, and that's just kind of the way it worked. Uh, the band got involved with it, and now that the band is, you know, involved, they enjoy the fact that they, you know, they have a say and they, they get, they're a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something that with Fitz Core there was there was a, a lofty separation mm-hmm. between Fitz Core and the band, and uh, now it's the band's involved and they're happy to be a part of the Turbo Yugen, mm-hmm. despite the fact that it is their fan club, yeah. which is kind of awkward at times. But uh, it, it's an interesting Mobius strip of getting along mm-hmm. that happens. And how, and how far is the band still involved, or what are what are the rules, or what is what is the part of the deal that you can? Run the whole business. Is there a? Uh, I, w- I would think there is a set of rules that that, that like any merch order there, there has is. to follow. Um, the the rules are very simple, really. It's set up where everything that is done through mail order is done with the band's approval. Uh, they, you know, they have their tacit approval to be able to say yes or no on any given you know item of merchandise that comes through. Should they be dealing with? Uh, any type of, you know, if we put out a new shirt, it's they've seen it, they like it, they want it out there, that's the way it works. Um, overall, of course, we can, always, we can always go to eBay and pick up this, that, or the other thing that's all bootleg merch. And of course, most of us are well aware that bootleg merch, it's the same as you spray painting ACDC on a t-shirt versus uh-huh. getting a proper tour shirt. Uh-huh. The tour shirt's going to look better, it's going to be a nicer quality item, and it's going to be something that you're going to have the the operational capability of knowing that the band approves this uh-huh. versus spray painting a band logo on a shirt and saying, hey, look, I got this shirt. It's not really the same thing. Uh-huh. And how far are you going? Are you guys running legal stuff with if you, if you, find, if you find something on eBay? Is there, there, would there be lawyers involved to check on that? There, yes, there is. Um, it's, it's a very large grayscale region because of the fact that You can pursue people, but they can just change who they are and start up again. And mm. and that is unfortunately something with bootleggers. They're very crafty, and we just have to continue to you know push people to understand that this is not official merchandise. And I mean, even you know the mail order last year put out the classic German Shepherd shirt, and we you know at the point in time I decided you know what yes we're going to do this. Everybody's doing this shirt on a black shirt with white print. Uh-huh. Let's not do that. Let's offer it in different colors. Let's do crazy stuff with it. Let's make it something that it makes it more special than just, hey, look, I got a German Shepherd and the band logo on my shirt. Uh-huh. It's a white, you know, white print, black shirt. Here you go. That's just kind of boring in my opinion. Uh-huh. And how far, uh, when, it, when it comes to designs and ideas of, of what to, to put on shirts, And how, what, what is the strategy, or can you give, like, describe what the, what the band really wants on their merch? Is there any <laughs> idea or any vision or any picture they want to create? Uh, oftentimes, being in this business for doing merchandise for quite some time, and the boys knowing a load of artists, they, all of us kind of work together and find 
there's there's certain friends along the way that have designed something really special and crazy. Um, what, one thing that comes to mind is the uh, Skull and Blade shirt that came out a year and a half ago, I think. That is, it's just an awesome shirt, and uh, one of the wonderful gentlemen from Hexen, from Norway, designed it, and it's a it's a fabulous design, and it just it's beautiful. Was the, the guy from the Yugen? Uh, is he no, the no, no, he's not part of the Yugen, mm-hmm. but he's been an old friend of, you know, of just the band for ages, and designed something, and here you go. Okay, you know, but that's a good. That's actually. A really interesting point because I understand and we've done that for, for our Jugend in, in, in Vienna. We design our own Jugend shirts. Mm-hmm. Would that be a problem? Like, no. is that a bootleg? Is it, is it worth a bootleg discussion? And when does bootlegging start? Or bootlegging also with patches and buttons? Bootlegging begins when profit comes into the picture. Um, overall, using there, there's a limited capability for all Turbo Jugend members to make items that for trade. That's part of what we do when we visit each other. You know, it's it's part of that special memory that when you go back home, that you're wearing, uh, that you put a patch or a button from somebody that you visited, and every time you see it, you think of your time there, or you think of the haze that you really don't remember being there because you were mm-hmm. that drunk and oh, yeah. you had that much fun. But but you remember that. That is something that is very special to the Turbo Yugen, and it's something that most organizations that are that start off as band fan clubs not only don't have but really lose track of you know it's if, if you're part of the kiss army you can show up with your all over print button up ace freely shirt and everybody else in the kiss army went out and bought it and paid mm-hmm. a god awful price for it the turbo Yugend is is such an entity that's separate from the band despite the band's involvement and despite the band helping to create this situation where it exists and I think that that is that, that's a prime reason why a lot of the times when you run into bootleg kuta and, and homemade kuta the, the issue is that you're, you're not really to a degree paying tribute to the band that allowed this to come into being mm. and I think that it's, to a degree there's a level of disrespect there because a lot of people lose track that this isn't just them themselves. This isn't one person doing it. This isn't one chapter. This isn't just your town and your area, your region. But overall, it sends this message out that it is that the Turbo Yugend and your chapter is more important than how the band feels concerning this. Uh-huh. And the Turbo Yugend, I mean, there are many people within the Turbo Yugend that can completely volunteer that their favorite band is not Turbo Negro, but they love the Turbo Yugend. Mm-hmm. They still love Turbo Negro, but the, it's not their favorite band. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what makes the Turbo Yugen so special, is that we are all unique little flowers. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's difficult for some people to really fully understand that. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've, me being an ambassador, and, and, and we've, we've had discussions about uh, like food like footage just recently also. And for some reason, I get you know, I talk to people a lot, and uh, for some reason, I get the impression that, that some of them are not getting the the, the whole aspect of doing your own kuta if the, if the thing gets out of control. Uh, let's say if, if because if, if there's no regulation with the Jugendwart in combination with the the, the the mail order, basically anybody on the planet can make a kuta. And I think we are, we're all aware that uh, if just anybody, I'm talking racist people, stupid people, I mean, yeah, 
stupid people everywhere or just wrong people, if they like would come up with a Kuta thing like Turbejugend uh, Konzentrationslager, which is or concentration camp or Adolf Hitler or what sick idea, whatever. Yeah. This and if if the, these persons are wearing the Kuta, this paints a, a whole different uh, picture of the whole thing. Well, it creates a very different public image. Uh -huh. um, overall, I mean, last night you and I and and, and Bengal behind us, you know, uh, all had quite a good quite a good time sitting in front of Herberts and and drinking and enjoying everybody else's company and don't get me wrong we're supposed to be a rowdy bunch but there is a fine line of respect that also comes into being able to be rowdy mm. and that is something that oftentimes people can forget and alcohol doesn't always help that I've been victim of it myself trust me there's plenty of singed butt hairs that I have from ass rockets and it's not that I was sober during the ass rocket phase you know it, it there's there's a fine line there, though, that comes into respect that is that is very difficult for a lot of people, especially you know people who are overexcited about this, which is good. We we all are excited about it, but showing that excitement in a proper manner and not breaking beer bottles on other people's faces, not you know not destroying the area around us, not creating a a filthy St. Pauli. Mm -hmm. while we're here is also important and I think that taking that back to showing that same respect across the board when we travel when we visit each other when we're in other people's cities we must do as they do and the St. Pauli chapter has done a wonderful job at creating a loving and caring environment for all of the world Turbayugan to show up and enjoy St. Pauli I think all of us should do that. Mm -hmm. And this also comes into play when it comes to, to, to Kuta. I mean, we, we, you can be honest, we can also be, be honest about it. Kuta is a, it's, it's a merchandise product, that's the one thing. Of there course. are legal issues surrounding the, the, whole, the whole thing, which is, you know, it's, it's a business. Let's, let's, don't make it too romantic, right? Let's, let's get down to the brass tacks of it. Yes, it yeah. is a business. It, um, is a, it is a business, but on the other hand, it, the, the, the aspect of like losing total control of it will create havoc and will create problems because there will be kutas with, I don't know, must not be swastika, but whatever. Like, but we're really creating a bad image. And this is the, the reason why there has to be a central, like a center who controls it. And this the, would be Jugendwart together with through two vegan mail order, right? Well, the, the Jugendwart, the, the registration and the mail order are separate entities that operate slightly differently, and, but we operate closely together. And it's, there's this trifecta of organization within the kind of management levels of the Turbo Yugen. Um, from what I've come to understand, I mean, there is the, and, and this is how I see it, I, I could totally be wrong, so don't count me as an expert on this one. Uh, the Ambassador Project is the idea of creating goodwill within the Turbo Yugen and having some senior members that are incredibly active, incredibly loyal, and have been involved for quite some time to help kind of show the new kids the ropes, show them how things are supposed to go, how things kind of work. Uh, the Jugendwort and the registration page basically are there to aid and assist with forming with new chapters, helping people gather their... Can you, can you help them? Um, 
helping them form new chapters, helping them when they're having a problem within their chapter, etc., etc., etc. The mail order is the third part of that entity. The third part of that entity is something that yes, it is a business, and I'm not going to say it's not. It is. Uh, we have a, you know, we are a business within the states. We're an international business. It's the way things go. Uh, the the hard part for a lot of people to understand, and uh, many people find difficulty with this, is that the mail order team is not only small, much like you can work in the ambassador project. There's only a limited number of people involved in this. Um, but it's also something that is done full-time by uh, just a couple people on top of their day jobs. All, you know, it, nobody who works with Jugendwort or with the Ambassador Project or the Mail Order gets a paycheck anywhere along the way. We do this because we care about the Turbo Yugen. Um, I used this within a conversation recently about stewardship. And stewardship is, a, is something that it, it's kind of a lost meaning within English of the fact that we hold a responsibility to everyone involved. And we are the officials, if you would, who have that responsibility, and we carry it. Um, and it's not that other people should not also have this stewardship, but it takes time and you earn that. You earn that right to be in this position. And it's a uh, it, it's just through certain traits that each of us have where, where we fit best. It's much like within any chapter. You have the president who leads, the vice presidents who also lead. You have the person who guarantees is going to go off and do loads of traveling and do loads of trade stuff, and, and that person going off and being the meter greeter. You have the people doing the artwork for things. Mm -hmm. You have your own local booking agents. You, have, you know, it's... It, the, the chapter format for the Turbo Yugen is wonderful because it creates a tight-knit family. And all too often, I feel that that family construct gets lost. Mm -hmm. And the mail order, the ambassador project, and the Yugen War still hold themselves all within that same family construct. We all work together. Mm -hmm. We so have to see eye to eye. Yeah. So there's, there's a real good reason for, for having some institutions that keep everything going. That's why we all set up the well, the, the, the Jugendwarts, the ambassadors, and the, and, with, and the mail order. That's with, part of the game. Yeah, and without without that, in, without these institutions, chaos would befall us. Mm -hmm. The Turbo Union is special because it's limited. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, it's not that we're limited in numbers, but we are limited in people who truly want to be a part of this crazy, bizarre family that we're all part of. And I think that if we, by allowing each chapter and by not, by, by holding a central registry, to go back to your main point before I ran off on that tangent, by having a central registry and having a centralized mail order of official things, that official makeup is, is helped to basically make sure that there is not any insane right-wing fascist elements to this, which of course we all hate, but if, you know, if some neo-Nazi in your community saw that you made a homemade jacket, they could probably make their own. And if they made their own, they could do concentration camp. They could do Adolf Hitler. They could do swastika love. And other whatever. people will follow. And other people mm -hmm. will see that and then go, oh, well, I want to be a part of that. I'm copying and, this out. Mm -hmm. And then, before you know it, we have, you know, we are getting put onto, you know, watch lists mm -hmm. when we travel. We are dealing with 
airport security problems. We are dealing with large-scale police issues, okay. you know, and that's... And with the internet spreading it all over, all over the globe, whereas I understand, I've mentioned that before lots of time on the podcast, swastika in the U.S. is not a swastika in... If, even if it's a punk swastika, like Sid Vicious wears it, in the U.S. you can get away with it. In Germany, you, you will get into serious problems. Absolutely. You, you will get kicked in it. And so if, if there's somebody wearing a... Like a uniform, this it's basically the. If you see it as a uniform, the jacket, and if you see something in the states or or, or and you transport that over the internet to Europe, there will be problems. And so this is one. Going back to the bootleg discussions, this is one of the reasons why there has to be some sort of control. What, what are you doing if, if you if you um, well see somebody or with with a bootleg? Could could are you taking it off right away? Um, you know. Or Honestly, I would rather just have a nice discussion with them and explain some of the details that we've covered so far, mm-hmm. you know, just so that they can understand from that standpoint. Because obviously, we cannot prevent bootlegging from happening, but we can ask in a respectful manner and discuss why we don't want that to happen. Um, as I have explained previously, since all of us have day jobs, being an import-export specialist is not my day job. I'm a tattoo artist. And so I'm still learning the ropes of how the import-export functions. I mean, this is a couple years in, and I'm st- and there's always new laws that I have to look up and understand regulations and, and really spend some time focusing on that part of my work within the Turbo Yugen. And by doing that, my goal is to assist continuously people to get their coots is easier. You know, uh, it's something that, you know, people, of course, are going to complain about time, about how long it takes. Of course you can complain about that. I'm sorry that sometimes I don't have a men's medium in stock. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for it to get manufactured before I can have it embroidered and yeah. shipped out to you. It, sometimes that takes a little bit. And it's the reason why on the site we ask for 12 weeks. Because normally within that 12-week frame of time, we can do what we need, and we can have everything done. Uh, oftentimes, and I know many people have received emails from me stating, I'm sorry, this is taking a little bit of time. It's just going to be a little bit longer. We're waiting for this, this, or this. Um, and we're speeding things up as things go. So off, you know, the, that complaint about how long it takes really is not much of a complaint in my book. It's something that, like I said, me waiting nine months versus somebody waiting 12 weeks. Yes, definitely an it's, improvement. It's, it's, it's an improvement here. And it's going to and it's going to get faster. It's going to get more speedy along the t- along the way. But during that time, that's the time that you hang out with your chapter and you get to know everybody. Yeah. You know, and you get to know what it's like to be a part of the Turbo Yukon community without the jackets. With start off. Yeah, and it's, to develop devotion. Exactly. Cheers. Um, and with that, I mean, you develop the the knowledge of what it is to be a part of the Turbo Yukon, and then when you get it, it's special. Because it should be, mm. you know. Our, uh, as you said, our uniform is special. Mm. It, it means something not only to all of us, but it should mean something to each individual member. Yeah, it's the reason why we personalize them. It's the reason why you have a special name. You know, your your name is registered so that nobody else can have it. Mm. So if no That's one another aspect of not bootlegging, right? Exactly. So you can be unique, right? Exactly. You're, you know, what is there's nothing stopping any. Any person in the world should be allowed bootlegging to occur from making, you know, 20 denim demon jackets from St. Pauli yeah. and running around with that and, and wreaking havoc all in the name of St. Pauli. It's all in, 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 that is something that should you think about that on the local chapter level, 
the difficulty is that you are going to be dealing with that there that you can't make sure that those people are a part of your chapter. Yeah. And if they're not a part of your chapter, why would you know you would not like them running around? Exactly. So that's it. The aspect of making name. making a kuja and like trying to join or acting as if you joined a, 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 a existing chapter, which the existing chapter obviously does not want. So I think you you pretty much got um, um, got the point across why we we are doing it. Uh, the, the jackets from a as a like an intervening mail order out of uh, control centers, so to say. Well, yeah, and it's and, and it's not something that we want a domination of control. It's that we want to make sure that there is a quality control, that there is, that people are getting the proper things for their, you know, with their proper names, and that there is not a whole number of people that are misrepresenting the Turbo Yukon as a whole, but also that are misrepresenting each chapter, because each chapter works differently. Mm. And that's part of the beauty of being in the Turbo Yukon, is getting to know each chapter and how they work differently mm. yeah. so it's and that's what makes it special yeah that pretty much sums it up that um, yeah bootlegging summing it up bootlegging is, uh, is is okay or it's not bootlegging actually if we're talking about patches buttons t-shirts of your you can which you can trade yes. and not like use commercially or get money f- to reef money from but uh, as far as couldn't go there is a necessary level of controlled regulation as I would put it so um, I hope we got the point across out there. If you got any uh, questions, just hit us up, the ambassadors, or Chuck, or the Jugendwart. We'll, we'll gladly explain that to you in person as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Chuck, for your time, taking your time on a busy um, uh, Friday day, where, uh, Friday uh, where the Trubinegro is going to play at night. Yes. So I uh, thank you for your time. We all have a great uh, weekend here in Hamburg. Everybody, thanks for listening. You tried with aggravation. You tried manipulation. And now I feel the tensions rise
Turbo-Jugend Update. So I, uh, it's it's a Saturday night and Edward from uh, Honig Barna, is that how you spell it? Yes. He's standing next to me now, which is, um, honestly, I'm I'm blown away. <laughs> you just had your first concert at the Veltube Jugendtage here in uh, in Hamburg, and you're from Norway. Yeah. And you were, you were supporting the hip priests. They have to play now. They're, and, um, they're, they're cooling down after us, I guess. Yes. <laughs> this is the naked truth, because I, I honestly have to say, on behalf of the Turbjugend, if I might do that, I want to thank you for doing that today, because I've, I'm, I've been talking to so many people about just after the concert right now, and you blew us away. So just maybe just to, uh, give the, 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 the Turbjugend, the audience, just a brief introduction of who you are, how many years have you guys been playing, and where you're from, and where you want to go. Uh, I guess... Uh, Five, twenty-one year old boys from Kristiansand in Norway played together for three, four, four years mm -hmm. now, and we are currently working for world domination. I guess. Yes, which we are. I can I honestly. I mean, I've seen it the first time, and, and I've I've been talking to the band or people organizing stuff here, and they were always mentioning you guys, and I was like. This is the, the new stuff, the new band from Norway. Okay, I'll, I'll have a listen. And I mean, after the first song, people are like losing it, not even knowing your guys' songs and everything. Yeah, but that, that's that's uh, sort of the thing because well, we sing in uh, Norwegian, but I in think Norwegian the, language. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, Norwegian language. But um, I think what gets lost in like the language barrier uh, we gain in uh, the energy. Uh, we have and the, uh, the energy and the aggression and uh, the frustration that we we play. I think we gain what we what we lose in just that because it obviously it worked. People are dancing, people are having fun. That's what it's all about. So, mm. so go back to Norway. If you're playing in Norway, is it the same atmosphere? Are people like losing it, like as as I just experienced here? It de it depends. Uh, People don't know what the fuck we're singing about there either because we have such a quite strange dialect, um, our accent. But yeah, pe so somewhere people go mm, bananas. But because this, this was a perfect example because most of the people did not understand the lyrics, but still they were or they were losing it. Yeah, and they were they were understanding us even though they didn't understand the lyrics. Exactly. Yeah. So what? But you were mentioning the energy thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you're you're. You're self-confident because you know about your energy. I mean, I'm 40 years old and old. I'm losing <laughs> my energy. Life, right? <laughs> and, you're, you're, and you're in your prime time. Yeah. But uh, where do you get your energy from? It's so it's it's so obvious that you have like more energy than most of people. Uh, yeah, I guess all of us guys have lots of energy, but. It's basically, it, it's not that hard actually because people think it's so hard to get that adrenaline mm -hmm. kick because we don't drink before shows or anything. Uh, but it's really not that hard when you're having fun, you don't give a fuck if it's hard or if it's heavy or if it anything like that uh, because you're having fun because it's all worth it anyway. Yeah. How do you get yourself started before the show? Because this level of energy, I mean, we've seen Turbine, I saw Turbinigo last night. No, so you, you guys today. But, the but level, they're getting the, old. They're getting old. They don't have old. that much energy anymore. Hey, bro. Oh, let's go. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody take a leak here. Uh, 
Yeah, but yes. where do you get that? Where do you get that energy from? Is that, is, is, is that your nature? Because, I mean, you like like a, like a polite young dude, you know, you know, you know like good it's, looking and everything. It's the frustration of oh. the white middle class kids. So <laughs> that's that, always it, been around, I guess. So is that what's pushing you? <laughs> this is pushing you to to, to hate. <laughs> how do you how do you consider yourself like a, a band, like a rising band? And I think I can. Well, at least I'm just look looking at you guys. I would think that you're like like a star in the tour, but you can uni band universe just rose. It rose rapidly, and what it rose today. How do you consider Thank that? You, like, honestly, I mean, I mean, this is what what I'm perceiving from like talking to people just 20 minutes after your concert today. Um, how, do, how how are you planning on wanting to deal with all that Jürgen stuff? Because you you can can be a good follower. Absolutely, because uh, like you have a following already. You, you you started your own following today, I would say. Yeah, yeah, and and it's re it's really uh, it's really fun because and that's uh, when we we've done European tours uh, um, before. This almost always always uh, Jürgens at the concert. Mm -hmm. Just like three or four or five or six or ten or, ten or whatever, yes. but they're always there and. It's one very important thing that we like so much about the Jürgens that it's so it's not it's not pretentious because when we play stuff and these fucking hipsters stand there with their fucking phones, fucking Instagramming the whole concert and not dancing because they're afraid of what uh, the other people yeah. would uh, would say and if it's if if it's right or if it's wrong or whatever the fuck. But the Jürgens understand that when they're at the concert, they're there to have fun. Mm. And they're there to dance. That's what you fucking do at concert. You, yes. it, because if you take the fun away, and, and if you take the dance away from concerts and 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 that stuff, what 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 is there left? Exactly. Just these fucking indie bands mm. playing uh, songs about whatever lost girlfriend. Yes. And it's boring. And they all wear beards. Yeah. And, and you the, don't, which I like. <laughs> Cl <laughs> clean shit. I don't have a beard anyway. Yeah. So. But 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 Jürgens understand that we're there to have fun, and that's the most important thing about the music we play and the music that people enjoy here. And 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 it's always good to have that foundation oh. that no matter what the fuck happens, we'll make the best out of it because it's fun. How was it? How was it? How was it for you today? Because you you were in, uh, I I know that Turbinigo or where in, you know the band Turbinigo, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You're sort of, of close course. because obviously Turbinigo got the got the like smell that you are you, you guys are really born to be a new rising <laughs> band in Norway or even in, in, in Europe or worldwide um, how do you feel that what was it what were you anxious uh, playing in front of all the Jugends how, how did you expect I mean you've been playing in Norway in front of Jugends but what do you yeah. what did you expect prior to that concert um, we, were, uh, we try not to expect that much because it usually gets more um, Surprise! Uh, yeah, we like the surprise of thing either of either fucking up or doing it good. Yeah, we like the surprise anyway. So we try not to expect too much, but we got, but we had quite a lot of expectations about this gig uh, because it's we've talked about it so long, uh, and then we finally got booked here, um, and we sort of wanted to prove ourselves uh -huh. uh, against. Uh, uh, want to prove ourselves to the Jugends that there's new kids on the block. They are new kids on the block. How was it? And, and, and summing up, um, your how was it your experience? Did you enjoy it, Donut? 
like, absolutely, this was fucking great. This was weird. Cause we, we were a bit nervous about people not turning up. Yeah. Um, but it's got sorted re- really good, and people were having a good time. We were having a good time, and it, it was like, this this worked. This was good. Mm. This was fun. This and it was. this was as it should be. Yes, exactly. And, with that, and to get that feeling on the concert and just being able to fuck shit up is good. Have you guys been playing in Europe? I mean, I, I understand that you're singing in Norwegian, which sort of limits the band to, as far as language goes, to the, to, to the to the Norsk or not only mm. Norwegian, but I would consider like Denmark. Sweden, like the whole Nordic language yeah. market. Uh, have you guys been playing in, in Europe as well? Uh, yes, we play. We played uh, quite a lot in Europe actually, and in Britain and Ireland, Scotland. Um, and like I said, I think that uh, most of the thing we lose in in the language barrier, we gain in people understanding it and identifying. Uh, from their everyday life, the, fris- the aggression and mm-hmm. the frustration, especially uh, now re- that all the economies is economies is recovering and all the people that fucked up or got fucked up by somebody else mm-hmm. have a lot of, gre- of aggression and and frustration in their bodies, no matter what. Uh, so that people can identify themselves with that and have fun with it and use that aggression to dance and to have fun and build something it's really it's it, it gets quite powerful it's just that we that like we experience today yeah totally so yeah i mean it's, it's honestly fun to take that destructive uh, energy and turn it around exactly i mean even fun. though you have a proper haircut you're dressed up with a shirt and a tie <laughs> and uh, you know you're at the younger age but still i mean the way you put it, your your energy across is, is is unseen. I've never seen that before. Thank you. Honestly, thank so you. So, on behalf of the true vegan, I would like to really thank you for doing that. And I, for the for the audience listening out there, I mean, if Honey Bounder is, is playing anywhere on the on this planet, and this goes out <laughs> to Australia and every every country, check, check those guys out, and you will you will experience something you might have not experienced. This is a brand new energy, brand new energy for Norway and Truby Truby Negro. Yeah. Fasten your seat belts. Honey <laughs> Barna is coming. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you, Edward. Thank you, Honey Barna, for this awesome night you gave us in Hamburg and St. Pauli at the Weltzubügentage. Thank you for your time after the concert, Edward. Um, speaking of good times, if you wanna, yeah, if you wanna enjoy Honey Barna another time, there is a good chance you might do so. If you are lucky enough and live in uh, Norway or even in Helsinki in uh, Finland or in Finland in general check uh, Honigwarna out they will be playing a concert on the 29th of August at Bar Luce in the middle of Helsinki so if you have not gotten the chance to see Honigwarna of you or if you have seen them you will come back again I'm sure check them out in Helsinki talking about good events tourbugan events um, after Hamburg there will be a big one in Oslo Norway called the Oslo Bloodbath, where not only the alcohol is really expensive, but also the fine um, Norwegian Turbjugans will be happy to uh, show you around in the city of Oslo. So Bengal uh, took his chance and um, um, got the chance to talk to uh, Kato from Turbjugan Oslo about the upcoming event in a sober way. After that, it turned, well, check it out yourself. 
as we're talking about our uh, relationship, uh, our Skype relationship, uh, right now we are talking uh, uh, to each other face to face and I really enjoy it inside the magic room of Kato in his hotel. We are sitting on his bed, he has his shoes off and the pants are uh, loose and yeah he told he uh, showed me uh, a really nice um, tattoo of a boy of a bore of his dreams and uh, I'm pretty excited to speak again to Kato yeah so um, I'm seeing Harris Bengal on my bed <laughs> I'm having a good time and he's wearing short shorts and uh, not much else except maybe a kute and uh, some glasses I'm I'm getting hot for him, but you know, but we were to, uh, before we're talking about the Oslo blood blood path, so this is a really uh, uh, really a good good uh, way to get to uh, to Oslo, uh, the mother of all Jugends, or maybe not, or we already uh, talked about it before. <laughs> At least it's a very 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 important Jugend and the oldest Jugend. Yes. And uh, so it's a really good chance to get there. So um, please tell us some uh, uh, things about the Oslo plot path. Well, uh, this year is the fifth time uh, it's going to be arranged. It's uh, Oslo Bloodbath Part 5. It's um, yeah, a Turbjörgen Oslo party, gone big. It's kind of like a small, well, Turbjörgen Tage. You, uh, you come there, you drink, you have fun, there's bands, there's a lot of people. Um, and yeah, we just do what we do in Hamburg or at Punk Rock Bowling, only in Oslo. And it's not only one day; it's it's more more days. It's like three days or something. It's yeah, it's two official days, two official days with concerts. But also we have the early arrivers day, okay. which is on Thursday. Then this two uh, Friday and Saturday is concerts, and Saturday we do like uh, Tiki Sunday, which is uh, just Tiki drinks and uh, good times for those who can manage and did survive. All right. So which is the the what are the bands that they're going to be there? Well, the idea of uh, Oslo Bloodbath is to have like uh, most like local bands, so you can come and feel the local experience of the Oslo rock scene. But we do have the Hipprists. Oh, mm -hmm. the Hipprists are headlining, uh, along with uh, one of my favorite bands from Oslo. It's called the Berserk Bastards. It's I don't know how to explain this. Uh, I tried to do this on Facebook, but I guess I'll just say it's pirate sailor rock reggae thingy tang. And um, it's uh, and the guys in the band are actually sailors, which makes this more legit than ma many sa other real sailors. Real sailors. They, wow! They, they sailed around uh, the world. And they're all lads, or no? They're uh, in their thirties. They're, okay. they're rock and roll sailors. They they actually make documentaries about them in uh, Norwegian television. All right, cool. And for me, the most important thing for me, uh, well, uh, because I uh, already uh, saw the lineup, and there is a special DJ. Yeah, the DJ, uh, at least the first DJ, may, we may have more, we also have more bands, but uh, the main DJ is Chris Summers from Turbo Negro, or ex Turbo Negro, uh, the Rolex of drummers. Yes. He is playing songs for us, and he will have a good time, and he will drink with us, and just. I mean, at least this this thing is awesome enough to get there. I mean, Chris Summers, we, we really everybody of us wants wants to have the chance to get there because Chris Summers, for me, he always was the role model of. He's the, he's yeah he's he was he's, the Rolex. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's the Rolex of drummers. Wow, 
what 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 a nice word yeah all right so um one thing that people are uh, considering uh, all the time um, when thinking about uh, uh, Oslo is the money. Yeah, the money. Where's the cash? Where's the cash? Where's, Where's the, the, fu the fucking money? Where's the fucking money? I got a habit to support. No, but <laughs> um, yeah, the money is it, it is expensive in Norway. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so I would r recommend saving up some money. But uh, I can say this, uh, this is not allowed to say in Norwegian uh, media or in Norwegian laws because you're know, not allowed to have beer discounts in Norway. But mm -hmm. we do have beer discounts. Ah, okay. We do have beer discounts this year. This year we're doing the, the party at our, uh, at our uh, regular pub. So um, when you get there, the, uh, the owner, which is a friend of ours, is a real uh, nice guy. He's going to be standing in the bar and in the door. And he's, it's... Yeah, I can promise you pretty much that if not the, the cheapest, then at least the second cheapest beer in Norway. So what's the price for a beer? The price for a beer, we'll um, roughly talk about, will be approximately five euro. Okay, for a small or a big beer? Big beer. So half a liter? Half a liter. Okay, and uh, what's uh, about uh, hotel prices for, for the night? I don't know, man. Don't know. <laughs> Are they like dorms or stuff where people there, can there's, there's pack, pack them each, uh, sleep on each other? And there's dorms, there's hotels, there's like tiny, uh, tiny, tiny, tiny places where you can just sleep on on stacks. Yeah. And if and if you're quick and you if you really want to come, you can just contact us on our group on Facebook. Maybe you can sleep on our couch. Oh wow, that's a great offer. So. Um, one thing, one one last thing is, um, how many Jugends uh, have attended last year? I think we're about. It wasn't that that's promising, but I think we were about one hundred and twenty. Wow, that's that's a good. Wow, it's awesome. Yeah, great. So, uh, grab your chance to get to Oslo this year. Uh, it's uh, a very special moment to get there, not only uh, because of Chris Summers, but there are lots of other great bands. Uh, Playing there, and we also have free condoms. <laughs> so at least, so at least you can save your pennies there, <laughs> because if you have, if you receive a free condom, uh, what the result is very expensive. You're not using it. <laughs> so great, thank you, Kato, and uh, please you, go, Michael. please go to the Oslo Blood Path, and I'm really considering to go there myself, but I have to talk to my manager, my wife. If if she lets me go <laughs> after the Hamburg, well, too you can tag. <laughs> so see you hopefully in Oslo. Yeah, hopefully. So my dear audience, as you realized, it's not a blood path as I thought it is. It's a blood bath. So take a bath in blood. Sorry for that. And even more. sitting here at our kebab place. Kebab place, sweaty. Yeah. And Rick leading the last night show of the Negroids, Trooper Negro. Yes. We saw Trooper Negro last night in in the city of Hamburg at the Tübingen, well, Tübingen Tage, right? And what was your, what was your resume? It was hot, 
Last year we had 52 degrees. And I guess this year it was like 51 degrees. Yes, it was definitely less. Maybe 49. I heard about 49 degrees. And uh, we, we survived. People were not collapsing again. And we, we had a regular Jubinigger show. But uh, I think we we didn't see people collapse and last year we didn't see people collapse either but la last year last year was way hotter what do you say Kato? yeah it's a little bit it was a little bit hotter last year yeah it was still hot but nobody had sex in the mosh pit this year last yeah last year somebody fucked yeah in the mosh pits who yeah. did it uh, uh, I'm not or I'm not at liberty to say. Jürgens did it? Yeah, some, some certain Jürgens from Norway and Sweden did it. Yeah, wink, wink. You saw it? No, but everyone else saw it, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so no fucking this year. Turbo Negro tried their best to fuck each us at the show, and the unity was beautiful because the whole show was sold out. The whole show was sold out. Everybody, everybody was really, like really busy getting their dancing shoes in and it was a nice show and everything happened after that at St. Pauli. So we went to Fred's after that. Everybody was still sweaty because it's a, it's a hot summer here in Hamburg and I only pity you guys all out there. It's a are, tropical summer. It's a tropical summer? Yeah. Yeah, but I still pity all the people who are not going to Hamburg. And it's an advice, whatever, you, whatever reason you have next year, it's no reason no. not coming to Hamburg. Like families and everything. Ne families never count as much as you can because you're only on this planet for once. Kato has to say something. Your family will probably understand, you know. It's like once a year. So it, just leave your kids, your wife or your husband behind. You'll understand. You'll have the time of your life. You get drunk. You'll listen to Death Punk. You meet new, a new family, a better family. You get a new family and a better family. <laughs> a better family. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so. And if, 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 even if you don't succeed in getting a better family, you come home re relaxed and full of guilt, which should always, not only financially, but like in general, help your family. I, I, think, you, I think you could say that you become like a, a born again husband or wife, like you just, a new person, you just let everything out. You, you, like, you just do, you party like you never have party before, and just do it non-stop for like a couple of days. Yes. And then you're back to your family, or to your whatevers. And it's, yeah. It's How about that losing weight thing? Because Bernd, he is has... true, sorry to interrupt you, because again? you are my president, but it's, and you're but it's, it's a true word that, that party cowboy says about party. <laughs> I like to party. <laughs> yes, you do, and I know that. But what about like losing weight? Because the like the the the, the, the audio slave who serves me or should be serving me, he likes to eat stuff and everything. But like like a Trubinigo show like last night makes you lose weight. For sure. You, so we you will come back. Back like cut like a diamond, and you might stick no. like a bee. No, it's not true. Yeah, because you you never because you drink so much that you when you come back you're like fat, fat, and then you left your home. No, it's a plus minus <laughs> zero thing. Maybe you 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 drink all liquor all the time, then you party, and eventually you will end up on a zero. So 
So, so that was that. Let's, let's sum it up. The show was hot. The show was hot, but not hot as last yeah. year. I mean, just the degrees or the Fahrenheit part of side. Yeah, so Fahrenheit, we're we're bad, but in, in in Celsius it was probably around 40, 45, I would say. Yeah, it was less. Yeah. Well, less less than yet. Yeah, but still, year. I suffered a lot. But I still enjoyed my makeup and you dancing. You have to suffer because you're an old guy. Yeah, I guess so. So that was the first night in Hamburg. And let's talk about the second night after that, on the next day. So we'll sum it up for the other bands that played on Tubing and Valtubing Tiger. Kato. I want to start with saying that Honning Barna was fucking excellent. It was probably the best gig I've seen all year. By par, I've seen a lot of great bands, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Aerosmiths. I've seen them live all this year. Honning Barna fucking killed it. It was a fucking great concert. It was probably the best of the best of the best. Yeah. So we talked to the, the Jugend after that. Honig Borne being a Norwegian band that uh, was a supporting the hip priest on the Saturday show of the of the Welt the Jugend Tage. And I talked to lots of people from Germany and all over places. I, I literally went up to them and asked them about the band and the. the that they were all, all judging Honig Barna being a, a, a revolutionary band and the level of energy they, they, they presented was priceless and never seen before and I have to admit that, that I've seen death punk and punk and roll bands and stuff and every, everything is nice and good but Honig Barna, no, not teenage band but early 20s band, they had some sort of a present on sta presence on stage which I have never encountered before. No, it was hilarious. And to be honest, I mean, they're, these people, these, these guys were like beginning 20s and they kicked our ass so much that, you know, Tube Jugend is a very special Jugend or a special community. And it's not easy to impress the Tube Jugend. It's because very, they have attitude and everything. It's very hard to impress the, the, the Tube Jugend. But I guess tonight, Monique Barna, they're really impressed the whole crowd there and everybody was stoked and everybody was looking wow what's going on right now I mean the music was not so different than maybe other bands are playing yeah but the, the way of energy they they brought and how they performed it was outstanding it was outstanding and, and a clear and strong recommendation of Turbigan Radio is and will be and we were strict on that we pretty and as clear as we have ever been Honigbarna, if they are ever on tour in the vicinity of like 300 kilometers, hop in your car, go there and check out their tour because this band is great. At this point, you can probably see see them at, at small venues. Even though they sing Norwegian, but still they really they will be playing at, at the smaller venues. Go there, enjoy them, enjoy the the, the, the whole atmosphere, the whole energy. They they are. They have uh, new pupils of Turbo Negro and they will... I mean, Turbo Negro needs a serious injection of energy to keep, to, pre to pre prevent Honig Barna from taking them over. They will beat your children if you don't come to the, the concerts. Yes. So, go ahead, check, the, check out this band, Honig Barna, buy their records, they're awesome. They're unbelievably good live. Kato, do, do you know... Uh, how to pronounce the, the, the band's name correctly? Yeah. Honning Barna. It means the Honey Children. 
check them out, kick their asses or kick asses with them. They're so good. Enjoy life. To vegan radio from the Cape of Store in Hamburg. Oh yeah, my Bengal. We survived another weekend in the city of Hamburg. We're waking up and you were just rubbing your old face and making sounds of your wet eyes. <laughs> However you, you are, are you doing it? Rub it again. Rub. He's, 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 the sound is gone. The sound of, of wet eyes is gone. Even yeah, we're, like, we're two old lads laying in the bed, almost nude. Almost. And let me take the chance to thank all of the people participating in the Welt Jugendtag. I heard about 800, 900 people attending the, the, the whole weekend with uh, Truman Eagle playing on the Friday and Holling Barno, the new source of energy brought to you by Red Bull from Salzburg. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, the hip priests. And the hip priests, not, uh, not to say the least, they were kicking it and, uh, and raising the temperature just again. So it was a killer weekend, and we enjoyed our time. We just tried to regroup and get some energy going, <laughs> some new energy. So um, thank you, um, um, Greg, Subing St. Pauli, for organizing and setting everything up. And um, we would like to end the podcast on a, on a uh, green puff presented to you by... By a funny because he was making sleeping sounds, but he's not funny sleeping, he's just making it up. So, we're presenting you a, a, green, a green puff on the month of August, brought to you by Bengo. And I'm really proud to present. I think I need to uh, feature one song of a band called Honig Barna. And we thank them for their nothing, <laughs> yes, for the level of energy. <laughs> The cream puff of the month brought to you by Bengal. Welt Turbo Jugend Tage 10. What a weekend! Turbo played the second hottest show of my life. Thanks to the team of Grünspan, they installed vans this year, which helped a little. I still had some dry areas on my kute, even if I danced nearly the whole concert in second row. The hip priests did a great job headlining the Saturday, bringing us their new album Black Denim Blitz. But for me and lots of others there was one band who killed it this weekend. Their singer had an aura like a prophet. The guitarist was playing while crowd surfing. The music was intense, in your face. In fact, this band isn't a supporting band, not even for Turbo Negro. Listening to their music on CD isn't quite the same experience, but still worth it, for sure. But in the meanwhile, uh, fasten your seatbelt at home, tune your nipples and get blown away by the Honey Boys of Honing Barna. Oh, by the way, did we mention energy? Did we mention the energy? <laughs> I guess we were, and we still are, really excited about them. <laughs> Thank you.
so good i need one more three two one fight Let's go, 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 let's go